0: live from chicago illinois this is show number six transmits let's get it going is your host gummo coming to you from chicago uh in the studio tonight we have uh, a whole host of characters but again uh, i believe it's going to be uh just me uh on the wheels of steel here uh talking about everything from a hacker's perspective uh in the studio however uh, we have crash steed madara tanya and crazy dave uh, and these are the people behind the scenes here on, on the show uh trying to get things together put it together and uh, i am your host gummo you can find me on twitter if you just search for gummo g-u-m-m-o-x-x-x well i think you'll find me at that point uh this is the show we, that we call transmit and basically we bring you news ideas and events and uh a, a few other extra happy things from a hacker's perspective and uh we are certainly glad that you have joined us this evening, and we, as we continue to improve and expand our show, we wanted to let you know that uh, we have a lot of uh, new and interesting things coming up in the future, so please uh, stay with us as we uh, continue to get these things uh, underway and off the ground. and shoot for higher, bigger and better things. Uh, So usually what we do is we start off with some news uh, that's going on around us in an interesting way. And then we sort of shift topics from one thing to another. But uh, let's go ahead and get things kicked off. Uh, This past week has certainly been an interesting week, nevertheless, with a lot of uh, interesting news from the world of the underground or the hackers perspective, however. Uh, you choose to uh, look at it but uh, one of the interesting things that uh, you know I'm basically picking up uh, from last week because we had a lot of things to cover last week and we really sort of ran out of time so we uh, basically are just going to continue on from what we were discussing last week and kind of uh, roll it into this week and uh, a lot of interesting things going on uh, lately Uh, and of course if you if uh, you are not aware of what's going on, uh, and then in the local media or the the international media, uh, you will know that uh, we have uh, the beginnings of the next presidential election coming up. And as I said uh, in, in, in one of the previous episodes, uh, I really choose not to tend to talk about politics or religion on our show. Uh, this is where I do not think that. Uh, you know, this sort of venue uh, isn't the place to discuss politics and religion, and uh, I certainly uh, really don't care to discuss either of the two. So uh, with that said, uh, however, sometimes uh, some political issues and agendas do pop up on uh, a hacker's radar, and whether or not that's meaningful or not to you uh, as a hacker, uh, that's for you to take away and make your own decision with. But nevertheless, there there are these political uh, things that are in the media this day and age. And we tend to, uh, have to look at it whether we want to or not. And, you know, I sort of wince when I hear a, uh, a news article or read a news article about politics or whatever, because it, it, you know, again, I, uh, you know, I really don't discuss politics, uh, too much. Uh, and I, I just, I don't, I don't like it. I don't know why. i I just feel like there is a time and a place for that sort of thing and bleeding that into every faucet of your life uh isn't cool so that's what i try to stay away from uh even in my uh, personal life i guess uh but nevertheless you know we have hillary clinton uh up there on the podium along with a lot of other uh hopefuls, uh, for the 2016 presidential election. And, uh, you know, it's really nothing new when a candidate enters into the primaries or even, uh, the elections, uh, and they have some sort of controversy surrounding themselves. And of course, you know, we have, uh, Hillary Clinton here, uh, the former first lady, uh, and wife of former president Bill Clinton, Uh, And she is actually seeking to get a nomination uh, for uh, a a genuine bid to run for the presidency uh, next November. And, uh, you know, uh, Hillary really uh, has never been without controversy. But um, ever since uh, she started her her, uh, campaign campaign, uh, for the presidency, she's been sort of uh, mired in controversy, and one of the one of the main controversies surrounding Hillary uh, is the fact that she had, uh, in addition to her secure classified uh, department, State Department email system, uh, she also was using a personal email server or system uh, to conduct uh, her official business with, uh, you know, regarding everything from you know uh appearances to national security and so some of these uh issues are starting to come back and haunt her in, uh, in sort of a sense and uh one of the one of the things uh as i just said uh, that is sort of dogging her is the fact that she was using uh like a hotmail sort of gmail sort of uh service uh with her uh in her official capacity as, uh, as, uh, you know, secretary of, uh, uh, whatever the hell she was. Uh, and so, uh, she, uh, basically, uh, here's the deal. She was using a, uh, an AOL account. Uh, and she also had a private email server sitting in her basement or something like that. So basically, she was using, you know, private, uh, personal email for uh, official government business. And you know, uh, here, here's here's the controversy within the controversy. First of all, you you really don't want to uh, ever consider using a free service like AOL, Hotmail, Gmail, whatever kind of mail for uh, anything sensitive uh, as it's been demonstrated in the past and it'll certainly be demonstrated in the future that using these sort of services are really not that secure. So uh, that's that's the deal uh, What going on with Hillary is that she is uh, more or less, um, she has been using a private email server for uh she used a private email server for official state capacity sort of business and now that she's uh running for president uh there you know these her use of uh emails in that particular capacity uh, are starting to come back and mire her um her hopes for a, a successful presidential bid uh, so basically what she did is uh, you know, during her time uh, in, in her role as uh, Secretary of State, uh, she uh, used uh, an AOL account and for her, her business and uh, personal use and also uh, to send and receive classified information. Uh, You know, and she she routed all of this to a BlackBerry phone because, you know, she was always on the go and and blah, blah, blah. And so, therefore, she felt that she didn't need to follow the rules and use um, a a government-issued classified uh, system uh, that would ensure the integrity of communications from her to her colleagues and uh, her... um, equals around the world and so she uh she sort of saw this coming uh la- at the end of last year when she announced her her uh, candidacy uh and so she, she basically took uh these e- took the server that uh was routing all of the uh traffic uh had it copied uh all of the content or most of the content uh, over to a thumb drive or some sort of a storage medium and then pre- and then sat on it until uh, the FBI or uh, the authorities at the Justice Department had requested them. Uh, and, of course, you know, the server itself was uh, wiped after she was able to get all of the emails off of there. Uh, and uh, that way uh, there were really... Uh, zero chances of successful digital forensics running on that particular email server. Uh, But there's a new twist in uh, this whole uh, idea of her using uh, her personal email uh, in her capacity as... Uh, recently has been discovered. Uh, well Now let me back up a moment. Uh, for the past few weeks, uh, after a lot of legal wrangling uh, from other parties within uh, the, the government, uh, that uh, she basically was forced to turn over her her her, her 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 old email server and also copies of the emails uh, that was she she was uh, doing using sending and receiving in her official capacity. Uh, as secretary as Secretary of State, uh, and she turned those over, and she thought basically, uh, you know, that would be that. Uh, and of course, we can all assume, uh, and anyone would, uh, any air of common sense can assume that uh, she had uh, someone or herself, rather or both, go through uh, all of the emails, uh, sort of see what what they would think that would be legal and what. Uh, uh, would keep her out of trouble. And so that was turned over to uh, the investigative authorities here in the United States. Uh, and I, I believe it's the FBI, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but definitely uh, definitely some uh, decision makers in the um, legal arena there. Uh, so uh, scooting up a bit, you know, basically, uh, someone has stepped forward recently, uh, and I believe uh, it's a hacker... Uh, or a security, let's back up and not use the word hacker in this instance, but a a security researcher who uh, has uh, come forward and said that uh, he has uh, emails from uh, Clinton, uh, the entire cache of emails from Clinton. Basically, he goes on to say that uh, while all of the uh, emails were successfully deleted out of an AOL account, uh, that the, um, the resource that uh, Clinton was using to uh, sanitize the emails and the server and whatnot, uh, basically that resource had forgotten to clear the sent cache in the email uh, inbox. So uh, those, are, those are the emails... That are uh, now coming to surface, and so what this what this uh, hacker uh, or security researcher rather is claiming uh, is that the content of these emails not only pose a national security risk, uh, they also will end her nomination for uh, any chance of uh, her bid for the presidency or even a nomination. Uh, so. Uh, what I've learned is that, uh, these emails, uh, came from an AOL based account. And, uh, basically she had chatted everything from serious international subjects, such as the situations in Benghazi and Algeria, uh, to other topics such as, uh, Valentine's Day gifts and whatnot, um. You know, and so what? What her whole defense is at this point is that she says that well, they may it, it may be illegal now to send and receive emails in, in that particular capacity, uh, but back then they weren't uh, illegal. But what's coming to light is the fact that she actually was uh, indeed sending official official classified. Uh, information over her AOL-based account, and they were going out to um, various particular heads of states and uh, government officials. I don't know about you, but I don't think AOL or Hotmail or Gmail is, basic, is a provider that I would be uh, using if I were the Secretary of State for the United States of America, and especially if I was covering, uh, interesting and sensitive topics such as the Baghazi incident and other classified incidents that, uh, really have no business on an annual oil account. So that's, that's Hillary Clinton. That's what she's up to these days. Uh, you know, and if you look at some of the, uh, campaign videos from the, uh, from the, you know, latest newsreels, you, you will see that, uh, the audience, in, the audiences in her campaign stops, uh, basically look like uh, you know maybe two or three hundred people tops, where uh, whereas other candidates uh, running uh, now you know they have thousands of people, um, and they're filling up studio or they're filling up uh, stadiums and, and they're just drawing thousands of people compared to Clinton, uh, so. Uh, this one particular hacker, hacker or security researcher uh, claims that, uh, you know, there is basically a trove of uh, emails that would kill her uh, nomination uh, for the presidency. Uh, the anonymous computer specialist claims to be in possession of over 32,000 emails from Clinton's private server that were retrieved because according to the site source Hillary or someone from her camp erased the outbox containing her emails, but forgot to erase the emails from from the sent box. Uh, and so what I've also learned is, is that this, uh, one particular resource was an IT administrator, uh, who was already on the payroll, uh, in the federal government sector. So, uh, I don't know. I, I if that's uh, if that's the due diligence that's uh, taking place from an, a government employee, uh, goodness, I don't know what to say other than the uh, fact that uh, you know there were some emails left out, and how this hacker got a hold of those emails is something else, uh, certainly interesting, nevertheless. So. Uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, we'll keep an eye on what's going on with Hillary, Hillary Clinton, but, uh, it's really not looking good for her presidency, uh, or, or her bid to run for president. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, I don't know, man, that's kind of what you get if you're using an AOL based account, uh, for, um, you know, sensitive information and, uh, keeping, uh, your country secure. Uh, it's 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 certainly uh, something that uh, makes you wonder uh, how, how serious uh, she would uh, take uh, you know her official capacity as president uh, if she's not even uh, being secure enough to uh, keep her email secure uh, as Secretary of State. But it's uh, nevertheless interesting, and we'll see how that unfolds. So now that I've spent 17 minutes talking about Hillary Clinton, uh, we're, we're going to uh, just sort of move on here. Uh, wh- another thing that uh, sort of stuck out this past week uh, was there was a family in Dayton, uh, I believe it's Dayton, Ohio, uh, basically this family had a computer in their, um, their kitchen and um basically what happened was that this family uh w- was uh frightened recently uh because there there was a uh there was a hacker in the computer uh doing all kinds of uh, you know they they were just uh playing around and uh yeah you know, just sort of uh you know, poking fun at the family uh, and their computer. Uh, reading reading from a quoted source, uh, it said that the hacker not only accessed uh, a computer, but uh, the camera as well, uh, giving the hacker the ability to watch what was going on inside of the family's home. Uh, according to the source, the hacker hijacked the family's a computer around 11 p.m. on August the 21st, uh, and the family said that it lasted until around 4 a.m. on August the 22nd. Uh, somehow he was able to get control of everything that was connected, uh, not only to the computer but the Wi-Fi network. Uh, and the family goes on to say say that the hackers stole uh, a small amount of money from a bank account. Uh, and they continued to harass the hacker. Continued to harass um, the family uh, from inside the computer. Uh, the the husband uh, sort of seemed bewildered by the fact that the mouse was moving around on its own and uh, was actually. In, and it goes on to say that the the family was rather frightened because the hacker said that he could see them and their 10 year old daughter, uh, in pajamas. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it goes on to say that he was typing inappropriate things, uh, saying quote, now you're making me mad. I'm going to take more money out of your bank account, uh, and, <laughs> and other hijinks. Uh, And the hacker was uh, also saying all sorts of provocative things towards the mom uh, and the family as well. So the family went on to call 911, uh, and at first the dispatcher was sort of in disbelief, but uh, soon the state police came out uh, to investigate uh, what was going on, and when they uh, walked over to the computer, the hacker typed, you should have never have called the cops. Uh, the state troopers investigating the incident uh, were reached but uh, stated that they had no comment, and eventually the family unplugged the computer and all electronic devices in their homes, including iPods, iPads, uh, and everything else. And uh, the family claims that took them about five, five days for the cable company to replace their modem, give them a new IP address, Uh, and uh, for them to have their electronics uh, digitally cleaned. Uh, The family goes on to say that about $100 was uh, taken out of their bank account before the uh, bank froze their account uh, and, uh, of course, reimbursed the family minus the $50 uh, that each person is liable for uh, in, in such incidents. So, uh, you know, what, what does this say? This says that, uh, you know, basically here, here is a, uh, you know, Joe six pack family in the middle of the heartland of America. They have a computer on in their kitchen and for one reason or another, possibly, you know, uh, Possibly it's someone that probably knew them, but nevertheless, one reason or another, they uh, most likely had something unpatched, unupdated on their computer, and therefore they became uh, the unfortunate victims of uh, cyberstalking. Uh, you know, while this used to be uh, something fun and uh, something to laugh about back in uh, the day when I was a young hacker, uh, nowadays so doing something uh, even I- see seemingly innocent like this can uh, certainly land you in a whole lot of trouble. So. Um, you know, if you're thinking about pranking someone like that, make sure that, uh, you understand that, uh, there are more consequences to come along with, uh, even something that seems like an innocent prank, because when you have, uh, minors around, uh, and you have people that really are unsuspecting of your intentions, uh, you, you're, you're certainly opening yourself up for a lot more trouble than what you're asking for. So You know it's kind of it's kind of funny in a way but you know again it's not kind of funny because you know uh you know for for an unsuspecting family that really isn't technically savvy uh it it could be pretty traumatic uh but uh basically for most of our listeners here on transmit it would be something that you would just (laughs) you know uh shake your head at uh, get a chuckle maybe uh run some av or reformat your computer or device and you're good to go but uh Think about that, kids, when you're playing around with someone. Uh, you know, even though it sounds like fun and it can be fun, uh, it can have serious and far reaching consequences when you're playing around like that. Uh, the author of the Gazi virus, uh, basically Gazi, Gozi, however you want to pronounce it, uh, pleaded guilty last Friday in uh, federal court to uh doing all kinds of fun things uh basically the uh dennis Kalov, kalovskis whatever uh 30 year old uh hacker from latvia uh went on to uh, create or has uh, been accused of creating the Gazi virus which uh, basically wreaked all kinds of havoc on uh, banks and uh, individual users. Uh, Let's see, the um, the Calo Visc... We're just going to, you know what, I'll tell you what, we're just going to call this guy Dennis. Uh, Dennis is uh, basically in jail right now in Manhattan, uh, and he's looking at... uh, He's looking at up to 67 years in prison, uh, for, uh, his crimes, but, uh, it, it, some of the prosecutors, prosecutors have speculated that, uh, it could be anywhere between 10 and 20 years, uh, for, uh, Dennis's crimes. Uh, basically this guy, uh, created a virus, uh, a number of years ago, uh, and it, it basically infected, uh about a million computers around the world, uh, and it was more or less a banking Trojan, uh, and, um, it, it, it caused a lot of havoc, and, uh, you know, again, uh, it, you know, if you're trying to get rich quick, you, you certainly should pay attention to how you plan on becoming rich, uh, because here, this, this gentleman, uh, is now sitting in a, uh, federal lockout facility in manhattan and i don't think his future looks good at all um, and so you know that's uh you know it's it, it goes to show you whether or not that you're being pranked at home or your bank account information is being compromised uh you should really pay pay attention to uh you know, updating your, your, uh, electronics, your, your hardware, uh, and, and, uh, making sure that you have a safe experience when you are on the internet. Um, but you know, if it, it it's always been my understanding and I continue to, uh, follow this philosophy, uh, which is, which is true, no matter how you want to look at it. Um, uh, you know, if you have... You know, if it's connected to the internet, it's not secure. Uh, you know, you you can put air gaps uh, in your systems and networks uh, all day, every day. But uh, sooner or later, one way or another, uh, it will get compromised, and it will be compromised. Then you have to prepare for such a situation. Uh, and so, um, be aware of that. You know, it, it. You know, when 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 I was a young hacker. Uh, what my mentor, uh, she showed me a trick one day. She said, you know, uh, Hey, gummo, come over, check this out. And, you know, I went over to her house and, uh, she's like, check this out. And, and she emailed herself uh, a little executable back then. And, uh, it would sit there and it would open the CD drawer up, uh, and you know, it, it, it would Put a little message on your screen saying, you know, it was a cup holder, or whatever. And those were cute, you know, back in the day. Those were cute because, you know, uh, you know, no one was was really uh, trying to uh, steal people's bank account information back then and wreak havoc on uh, your pers- your personal life. Uh, but uh, now, now it's big business. And uh, it's, it's a, it's a billion, billions and billions of dollars. Uh, it's, and there's actually uh, subcultures and industries that surround uh, that sort of silliness. So think about what you're doing. Uh, even though it can be a prank, some people will not take that as a prank. And so uh, it's up to you to um, understand where responsibility is and where um, criminality is ends and begins as well so um, do use your thinking cap there Uh, let's see we have a ton of stuff here and uh, you know I'm just uh, looking over some of these uh, these items and and I'm I'm just shaking my head going wow Uh, there is a um, researcher his name is Jonathan Pettit, uh, and he's a principal scientist at Security Innovations. Uh, it's a software security company, and um, he, uh, Jonathan, claims that he is able to uh, actually interfere with the proper um, operation. Of the new autonomous self-driving cars and features that are coming uh, that are due to come on uh, the market very soon uh and he's a, he's able to actually shut these type of uh, vehicles down and so uh, uh he he goes on to say you know jonathan goes on to say that uh uh, this is an interesting sort of discovery. and of course he plans on presenting this uh, find at Black Hat Europe uh, at the Black Hat Europe Conference in November. and uh, I'll give some details on that at the end of the show. Um, and basically uh, what what Mr. Pettit has done uh, is he's been able to um, adjust so without getting too technical, he was able, he was able to uh, adjust some of the parameters and the LiDAR reflection techniques that these autonomous vehicles use and make the car or truck or whatever sort of autonomous vehicle that's using the LiDAR system think that there is something in its way, uh, effectively shutting the vehicle down. Uh, and he goes on to uh, say that uh, the the frequencies, um, the system, the frequencies, uh, everything that the uh, up-and-coming lidar-based cars uh, use are able to be spoofed, and and basically, um, you're able to basically shut one of these cars down with uh, as little as a hundred dollars in um, parts and and a little bit of creativity. Uh, but be on the lookout for that. Uh, currently, there's an article on uh, Spectrum uh, Spectrum's IEEE. Uh, website uh, that is i e e e org and you can check that out uh, and it's it's a great resource for not only uh, this article but many others uh, and again uh, that's Jonathan Pettit Jonathan Pettit and uh, he will be speaking this November at black hat Europe uh, and specifically giving a talk about this uh, uh, one uh hack on self-driving car sensors. Uh, It it certainly should be an interesting talk, and I'm sure that there's going to be plenty of people there from uh, Google uh, understanding exactly what this attack is comprised of and how to mitigate it, or in Google's case, fix it. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see so check it out uh, if you haven't registered for the Black Hat Europe uh, conference uh, you really should uh, consider checking it out it's quite interesting and there's, there are a lot of great and talented people that attend and give talks there at that particular conference uh, again you know there's, there's a lot there's a lot going on uh, everywhere and you know you sort of have to um, pick and choose what uh, what really is making an, uh, an impact in your life this day and age and uh, yeah, we've got some uh, we've we've got some uh, new news on the malware front as well uh, and basically um, a new discovery or new uh, security publication has uh, said that basically uh, hackers are using uh, a v- they're basically, Using targets and their own networks to breach, uh, do a successful breach, and uh, land inside of a corporate network or their target network, and um, there there are certainly some interesting ways to get inside of a network. Uh, and uh, what what is being uh, deployed this day and age? Uh, are basically three different types of attacks, um, highlighting how uh, an attacker can get into uh, a network or a target computer. And um, one of the easiest ways to get in uh, such facilities and networks is basically just steal that employee's uh, credentials to get into uh, their system or network. And that seems to be uh, rather easy to do this day and age. Uh, something as simple as a remote keylogger, uh, you know, sent to uh, a admin, uh, will get you that uh, sort of verification and authentication into a network. So these types of attacks uh, are nothing new, but they seem to be uh, more and more relatively easy and uh, undetected uh, as people, people uh, specifically uh network administrators uh, they tend to get into this comfort zone and um, sooner or later they get uh, they get their networks compromised uh, and and it, it could be anything from a phishing email to a malformed attachment uh, sent to a network administrator and you know here, here's the funny thing is uh I would uh, I was i'm gonna pause right there and and share a little story uh you know i was uh doing an audit for a company uh, a while back and basically uh it was you know they you know i i believe i covered the the one uh pen test routine where i used a styrofoam cup and a paper clip and that was while that was ludicrous enough to get into uh the system there are even more simpler techniques uh, to get inside of networks and systems and you know, it, it, it's still the same old thing uh, You know, you can send someone uh, an email or an IM with an attachment uh, that will uh, Get you a, a root shell on any system uh, and um, Nowadays with the um, With the expansion of social media websites such as Facebook and Twitter uh, and Instagram. It's, it it literally is almost trivial to find, uh, your target, uh, who most likely would be a sysadmin or, uh, net ops or whatever, uh, locate that target and, uh, find them on one of these social, social media sites, uh, and then, uh, garner and gather as much information as you can, uh, to make your attack factor as easy as possible. And, uh, Unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that put it all out there, uh, and some of the research that uh, I've uncovered in, in the past as well is that uh, if you look closely enough at your target, uh, he or she will uh, have spoken uh Basically, the password or a passphrase or something to that effect, to where uh, they've used that sort of uh, spoken vernacular uh, to secure a system or an account, and that that's that's basically an in. Uh, so, um, a, basically, the same old tricks, but uh, with a new twist, uh, continue to get attackers uh, past the front door and into uh, networks and systems. So uh, if you're, you are, uh, you know, tasked with uh, guarding uh, a network or a system or both, uh, remember that uh, what you say on social media, you know, that can come back and, uh, that can come back and bite you one day. So uh, be aware of what you are putting out there on social media and what you are saying, because uh, there is someone watching and, uh, you know, you only have to slip up one time and, 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 if you slip up hard enough, you might, you might just find, uh, that what you are protecting, uh, it will actually, uh, be compromised and you never even knew how it, it was compromised. So a lot of low tech vectors can, can and are being used to compromise networks, uh, still to this day. And, uh, you really just should pay attention to what you're putting out there on social media. Uh, you know, I've been talking with, uh, the guys and girls here, uh, in this studio about whether or not we should, uh, create a Facebook account for, um, the show here or the website. Uh, so we're, we, we are talking about that. Uh, personally, I really don't choose to use Facebook or any social media other than Twitter and, and, uh, you know, i, I uh, not saying that I have a tough enough time with Twitter, uh, but I, it, it, I, I really don't choose to use social media. Uh, so uh, that's why you, you really don't see uh, any hashtags or anything like that. I like to get the message out there and be done with it. Uh, but again, folks, watch what you're saying on social media. Uh, it, it can come back and have a, neg- a negative effect on you uh, one way or the other. Uh, let's see, we've covered the Hillary, Hillary, uh, issue. And again, sorry about spending 17 minutes on that, uh, debacle, but, uh, yeah, I, I you know, when it just sort of tears me up when, you know, you're, you're sitting here using AOL and Hotmail for, uh, secure state, uh, you know, state, uh, emails and government emails. And, uh, you're using, uh, you're using AOL for something like that. That's, I don't know, man. That's, that's kind of weird. And, uh, I don't know, uh, again, and watch what you say on Facebook and Twitter folks. Uh, you know, especially if you are a CIO so, so what, whatever your title is, uh, it, you know, there's someone always watching what you're saying and, um, you know, you never know, uh, when you when you are you know there's a lot of security questions out there you know what's your favorite pie and if you're on social media going oh I just had my favorite pie chocolate pie guess what yeah that's right uh, there's a lot of groups still uh, hawking zero day exploits out there in the wild uh, it's it's really really easy. Uh, to get your hands on these zero-day exploits and utilize them in uh, many nefarious fashions. Uh, It would be interesting, of course, to see some of these zero-day exploits uh, used for good, but there are people out there with dollar signs in their eyes, so that's what they choose to use zero days for. Uh, Then There's a lot of good companies that actually provide zero-day exploits for research uh, availability and... um, Network security, and and uh, you can you can look out. Yeah, you, know, you know, a, a simple uh, search on the on the on the uh, internet will give you a lot of great reputable companies uh, that will that you can actually purchase uh, zero-day exploits and use them for research purposes. Uh, and you know, there's these companies will not sell you zero-day exploits if if you are some kid uh, saying, hey, I want to buy some uh, zero days. You know, basically, you, know, you should be tied to a company in and in an IT department or some sort of security-focused uh, relevancy if uh, those are your plans. Uh, you can also study a lot of former zero-day exploits and, and hone those into uh, a modern uh, zero-day exploit for, uh, again, research and testing purposes and evaluation uh, it just takes a little creativity and using your keyboard and mouse on uh, popular websites such as GitHub get you in that right direction. Uh, you know, here we here we here we go again. I think I've spoken about this before. I've even tweeted about it. Uh, I, I think I tweeted about this um, last year where, um, you know, there, people call, people call, uh, I really hate saying the internet of things. Uh, I really do. Uh, it's not the internet of things. Everything is connected to the internet. So it's a thing that's connected to the internet. And I just don't like saying internet of things, but, uh, you do have a, a lot of things connected to the internet, uh, such as you know, doorbells, video cameras, um, cars, refrigerators, toasters, stoves, ovens—you name it. Uh, it, everything. It really is coming online nowadays. And uh, one of the old tried-and-true technologies that have uh, that uh, parents have always uh, relied on uh, have been baby monitors. Uh, you know, the cute little uh device that you put in your uh baby's uh, or a newborn uh you, a newborn's bedroom uh next to the crib or on a nightstand and you are able to uh, audibly or visually or both uh keep tabs on on your child uh, while you are away in another room and so uh for some reason or another uh, baby monitors are back in the news because, uh, you know, again, these things are, these things are connected to the internet, uh, usually with a default password, such as one, two, three, four or zero, one, two, three and such. Uh, and so a lot of people just take these, uh, they go to the store, they purchase these things, uh, they set them up and, uh, they they don't change the password. You know, they, no one changes the passwords. No one's changing the uh, settings or updating the firmware, and uh, and basically that's what the the uh, when you read the instruction manual, I believe that's what it tells you to do, is change your password and update the firmware. But a lot of people, uh, they're either uh, too far in a rush to do these sort of things, or they just don't care, or both. Uh, and as a consequence, uh, when they connect uh, these devices to the internet, uh, to keep an eye on their their wee ones, uh, you know, nefarious, malicious—I don't know what you want to call it—people uh, will log into the devices, and um, <laughs> they're, they're, you know they'll they'll do things like waking the baby up by screaming into the microphone or or they'll they'll wait till uh, a parent is in the room and then the the person will uh, try their best to scare uh, the owner of the um, baby monitor or webcam. Uh, Technology security firm Rapid7 tested nine different internet connected baby monitors recently for vulnerabilities and concluded in the report that all were reasonably susceptible to some sort of common hacking attacks. Uh, overall, we did find some devices that had some very easy to exploit issues. Mark Stanslough, uh told uh, told ABC News uh, and uh, one of the, who was also one of the uh, study's authors. Um, He goes on to say that the monitors were designed in such a way that an attacker could use them to pull personal information from a user's home Wi-Fi network or even gain access to the devices themselves to take control of the monitors, cameras, and microphones. Uh, The report concluded that uh, eight of the tested baby monitors received a security grade of F, while one received a grade of D. Uh, You know, and I, I, I... i really understand where uh he's coming from uh not too long ago i posted some um ghostly spooky photos from my uh my garage to where uh, my security cameras caught some uh, weird things flying around my garage but uh uh you know i have always known that my uh security cameras were inherently insecure and they they actually are uh you know the to access the uh, root level of the um, firmware on my security cameras, uh, the password is 0000. And they were actually some, uh, they're actually some uh, high quality uh, cameras uh, that, uh, you know, uh, that I bought uh, several years ago that, you uh, um, Uh, that are very easy to uh take over compromise reprogram or whatever so uh you know 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 what you're getting into when you buy uh, a security cam or a baby monitor especially that's connected to the internet uh and 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 do read the instruction manual and and you know change the pass change the default password uh update the firmware on the device uh and, and try to understand that uh uh, securing the device is, is something that you really need to do because not only do these devices pick up the baby or the child or whatever that you, you choose to monitor, these, these devices also pick up uh, subtle nuances in your home as well, such as uh, intimate discussions, financial information, or just day-to-day life that I'm sure that you would not want to have um, broadcast to the Internet or, or have someone listening to. Uh, that you choose not to uh, have listening in on your home. So do that, follow the manufacturer's advice, change the password on the device, uh, and also update the firmware. Uh, And then that will give you a uh, reasonably uh, set level of expectations uh, from that device and manufacturer or both uh, that you can look forward to. Uh, Personally, you know, uh, you can you can take an uh, an an old uh, phone that you have, maybe an old smartphone, uh, and use a um, a monitoring app that way. Uh, that way, you don't have to uh, go out and buy uh, additional resources for something like that. Uh, I uh, I have a friend of mine who actually took uh, one of her uh, her old uh, S3 smartphones and. Uh, put Skype on there and uh, use that function quite uh, well uh, to watch and monitor um, her wee ones there. So consider that an old phone and a, uh, a Skype account will uh, save you a lot of money and a lot of headache moving forward uh, when you have uh, little ones. More attacks coming in from uh, the land of Mozilla uh mozilla basically is a, a popular web browser uh that powers a lot uh, actually mozilla is actually uh, a core technology that powers a lot of web browsers uh and uh they're you know everything from firefox to uh cmonkey is cmonkey still around guys uh it, you know mozilla basically uh you know they they are the creator of the firefox firefox web browser uh and they said uh basically that uh recently hackers had stolen uh security secret secure secret secure information uh from bugzilla its bug tracker and used it to attack firefox users uh the account that the hackers broke into was shut down shortly after the company discovered it had been compromised The company said uh, that other uh, accounts were compromised, but they seem to have gotten everything under control. Uh, Mozilla went on to say Friday that the hackers may have used information from Bugzilla to exploit a vulnerability in the Firefox web browser that allowed them to search for sensitive files and upload them to a remote server. Uh, And, you know, it just goes on, you know, they go on to say that uh, Firefox. Uh, normally uh, is a very secure browser, and they claim that it's the world's second largest browser uh, by user statistics. Uh, Mozilla says that they fixed the uh, issue on August the 22nd, or August the 27th, rather, uh, and but that doesn't mean that uh, there are still browsers that are vulnerable to the uh, issue. Um, Bugzilla basically is an open source tool uh, that is used for tracking um, bugs or flaws uh, in software uh, or, you know, in an Agile environment. Uh, and so it's basically um, used in that regard. Uh, so when when the bug tool is bugged itself, uh, there certainly are going to be problems. Uh, so remember that. Uh, I, I stopped using Firefox uh, in, uh What is it about three years ago and uh it came with unintended consequences actually uh you know i i i basically i started using firefox uh on version one uh when it was released actually in beta uh way back then uh and uh stuck with firefox all the way till 2012 and um i sort of stopped using it after uh uh, one incident, uh, basically, uh, long story short, uh, I was using a version of uh, FileZilla, which is an FTP client uh, piece of software, and somehow the file, and this is in 2012, of course, but somehow the FileZilla client affected the. Uh, installation of firefox that i had on that particular machine Uh, it was a windows-based machine of course uh and and this is what you know and what had happened was i was getting emails from uh friends and colleagues of mine saying hey you know what what the hell are you sending us and and uh it it all came all of a sudden and uh i'm you know i I started doing a little investigation and uh i I looked in my sent box Uh, at that time I was using a Gmail account, uh, for a customer of mine. And basically, uh, somehow or another, it the, the Firefox browser was compromised from the FileZilla client and it was sending out and and the, uh, the, the malicious file came through the FTP client and went onto the browser and was sending out malicious emails uh, in that regard, uh, and I immediately, after I discovered that, that was the issue, uh, deleted FileZilla, and I permanently des- deleted Firefox, and, uh, I haven't turned back, uh, it was, it was sort of, it was sort of strange, uh, the way it all unfolded, and, 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 it really unfolded rather quickly, uh, and I, I never followed up on it, uh, all I knew is that, uh, I'm not going to use FileZilla and, uh, I stopped using Firefox back then. So, um, yeah, it certainly was interesting, uh, the way that, uh, unfolded, but, uh, that, that, that was how my relationship with, uh, Firefox ended and it ended rather abruptly. Uh, you know, in other news, uh, hacker, you know, I'm, I'm only going to spend one minute on this Uh, hackers are not hackers but criminals seem to be making uh, a lot of cash from uh, the Ashley Madison uh, data that was uh, recently released Uh, it seems that uh, people are being blackmailed uh, in regard to the Ashley Madison data that was released Uh, and uh, and so there seems to be some sort of financial incentive uh, from the criminal element in uh, the Ashley Madison saga as that continues to unfold. Uh, yet, uh, no, no word yet on who the impact team is, he, she, they. Uh, it seems that the hackers really have covered their tracks very well on that particular incident, uh, hopefully realizing the fact that they uh, uh, that they, the collateral damage from that particular uh, leak would be substantial. And, of course, it, it, it proved to be uh, just that, a substantial uh, leak of information that uh, caused and continue, continues to cause uh, quite a bit of havoc uh, everywhere. That's Ashley Madison, uh, Avid Life Media Data. Uh, they uh, still have a reward uh, for five hundred thousand uh, dollars for information leading to the arrest and conviction of those responsible behind the leak of uh, information from the Ashley Madison Avid Life Media debacle, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, moving past the Ashley Madison thing, uh, there, there, uh, there are emergency pushes from. Uh, kaspersky labs uh now i don't know if you realize this or not but kaspersky labs uh recently was uh accused of creating their own malware according to a former disgruntled employee uh, and releasing it uh against other av vendors in hopes of uh retaining and, and gaining new customers whether or not that's true i really don't care to speculate but nevertheless, if you are running Kaspersky antivirus or one of those security situational products, you are advised to update that uh, right away. Uh, there, in other news, there seems to be a um, a group of uh, security researchers uh, who uh, basically. Um, how do, I, how do I put this uh, eloquently but uh, basically they were uh, tasked with uh, interfering with a pacemaker or a connected pacemaker device and uh, they were actually successful in doing just that uh, the the uh, according to um, the manufacturer CAE healthcare uh there, there seems to be a um, substantial, uh, what is this? It's some sort of, uh, you know what, I'll tell you what, let's just move past that. That's sort of weird. Anyhow, if you're using a pacemaker, turn the Wi-Fi off. How's that? Uh, and if you know somebody that's using a pacemaker, have them turn the Wi-Fi off. Then you may live a little longer. Uh in more news, uh, it seems to it seems to be that uh, jailbroken iOS devices uh, have had uh, some sort of a security issue or, or um, attack going on with that. Uh, basically, uh, it's been reported recently that over 250,000 iPhone accounts have been stolen through an iOS jailbreaking uh, piece of malware. Uh, security firm Palo Alto Network say that this is the largest Apple breach that they have ever seen. A group of Chinese iPhone developers have discovered that hackers have stolen their iTunes login credentials through an iPhone malware named Key Raider. Others say that the phones have been locked and the hackers are demanding, uh, ransom to return access to the owners. Uh... Key may have affected users from up to 18 countries, including China, U.S., France, Japan, Australia, and Canada. Um, it goes on to say that those who are, are savvy enough to jailbreak their iPhones uh, are also uh, savvy enough to be um, responsible for uh, having their information stolen. So while I disagree with... Uh, that one particular researcher's view. Uh, if you are running a jailbroken iOS device, it may be behoove you to see if your account information's been leaked. Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I uh, personally I don't use uh, any iOS devices, and I certainly wouldn't use one that was jailbroken. Uh, again, that goes back to uh, what I spoke about earlier in the show. That. Uh, you should really keep your device updated and patched uh, as often as possible because uh, you run into these sort of situations and, uh, you know, it, it it never winds up good, you know, especially uh, if you are doing such things as banking or, or uh, providing sensitive information uh, on your mobile device that seems to be uh, jailbroken. Uh, so take note of that uh, with your jailbroken iOS device uh you, you know we have uh we have some events coming up uh here uh very soon we have the hacker halted event coming up in atlanta uh that's september 17th through the 18th uh you can check them out uh on the uh internet at hackerhalted.com forward slash 2015 uh supposed to be a really uh uh it's supposed to be a conference that's really focused around uh security and things uh that really matter in the security sector uh if that's you you should really check it out uh from what i hear that uh, they are sold out uh hey i got my stickers at least so uh hopefully i'll have a chance to find some tickets and get down to atlanta uh check out hacker halted that's hacker halted September 17th and 18th in Atlanta, check them out, Uh So, you know, uh, let's see, you know, I, I, I get some emails uh, each week and, uh, you know, I really, uh, I really try, I really try to get through a few of them as best as I can. And uh, so I, I pulled a couple emails out of out of the mailbag uh, today, and basically, uh, the first question that I had from a uh, one of our listeners is, "Hey, you know, are you guys on iTunes?" Well, not yet. Uh, we are going to be on iTunes very soon. Uh, we are waiting to uh, get everything in order and lined up here for the show, and all of the uh, consequential technologies that uh, are wrapped around our show here uh and once we do and once uh, we all feel comfortable uh we will certainly be on itunes so you can um in the not too distant future find us on itunes uh and be able to check out the show there uh i had another question from uh someone and they were asking hey you know how do i get on uh how do I get on the show? Transmit, and uh, it's actually quite easy. All you have to do is reach out to me on Twitter, twitter.com/forward/slash/gummo g-u-m-m-o x-x-x, uh, and you can also email me at uh, gummo g-u-m-m-o at hackers.xxx, and we can discuss uh, what you want to discuss and and get your voice heard and get you on the show here, uh, and. As I have said in the past, I do want to uh, continue nailing down the format here of of the show. Uh, And once I feel comfortable with the format and how things are laid out, uh, I certainly am going to bring some very interesting people on the show. And uh, again, I do have some interesting people lined up to uh, come on the show. So uh, you can get on the show, yes. Uh, Feel free to get in touch with me on Twitter or via email. Uh, definitely like to hear from you and uh, see what you have to say. Uh, and we are making uh, some some additional technology moves here. Uh, you know, we've made it to the archives uh, archive.org, and we also are considering whether or not we should launch a Facebook page. Right now, we uh, we're just talking about it. We're we're quite, kind of unsure. Uh, you know, we all have a lot of things going on. And, uh, Facebook really isn't the, uh, center of our universe here, but, uh, we'll, we'll keep you guys up to date on whether or not, uh, we launch a Facebook page. And if we do launch a Facebook page, the don't expect much. If we do, uh, basically it, it, it will more or less be a mirror of what, uh, is going out on Twitter. So, um, uh, you know, I, for one personally am no fan of Facebook. So, uh, that's uh, where we stand with Facebook at this point. Uh, yeah, and uh, again, we are uh, on uh, archive.org, and uh, we do we do have uh, a lot more um, avenues to get the show out there to our listeners. Uh, and as we grow, that will grow as well. But uh, still, I'm sticking with the uh, focus of getting this thing uh, figured out, uh, how to actually be a radio host and uh get the information across uh as eloquently as possible and so that's what uh i'm working on and those are my short-term goals for the show here and uh again i just wanted to personally say thank you for your support and your um, your feedback and your confidence uh i really do appreciate that uh